Hey, everybody, this is Jay Helms, founder of W2Capitalist.com and HelmsREI.com. Today, I'm joined by Alex Felice, who is just, he is not just another, he is another episode here we're doing on finding out what the best job to be a real estate investor is. We've done a couple already. Now we're turning to Alex, who's a financial analysis with some underwriting skills. Um, So we're going to turn it over to him, let him do a quick introduction. Alex, welcome. Thank you very much for joining me. Tell us a little bit about what you do for your day job, and then we're going to get into the real estate investing side. W2 Capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Thanks for having me. Uh, I live in Las Vegas. I work at a bank doing financial uh, analysis. Basically, like you said, it's underwriting for, I work, do SBA loans. So I, okay. I go through small business loans. Many of them are local. Uh, many of them hold real estate. And I and I'll, uh, analyze them for solvency and risk. Okay. So day-to-day... I mean, you go in, you clock, the, you you punch the clock at nine o'clock. You you punch out at five. What is, what do you do most of your day? I mean, you're you're looking at spreadsheets. You're looking at what size deals are we talking about? Yeah, they're SBA deals, so uh, five hundred thousand to five million. Okay, ish. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that, that's that's most of them. Um, and yeah, so I I it's kind of a dream job for me. So you come in, or I go in and I'll have to do a new, you know, go over an annual review of a loan. And so basically I get their business financials. I get their business tax returns. I get their personal, every guarantor, I get their personal tax returns and personal financial statements. And then I take all the information and we put it over this complex 20 page or 20 tab spreadsheet. And we do um, financial metrics. We do. We analyze their, you know, business and personal credit reports, and we put a paint a whole picture, not just of the business, but of the guarantors, to make sure that they are being, you know, responsible. That they have a high enough DSCR to um, c- cover our loan. That and we paint a picture of uh, trends. Are they getting better? Are they getting worse? Why does their balance sheet look like it does in some certain way? Um, is the business able to? Uh, uh, is the business solvent on itself or does it need subsidization by the owner? Yeah. Or, and vice versa. Is the business okay? And the, yeah. and the owner's and personal owner's taking so much money that the, that the, yeah, that the business is struggling because of it. So there's all sorts yeah. of interesting stuff that goes on in there. And um, it's really, it's like I said, perfect job for me yeah. personally. So you said 20 tab spreadsheet and I instantly cringe. Now I'm, I'm an IT guy myself. I know we talked a little bit about that. Uh, Previously, I love Excel or Google Sheets is really kind of where I'm at right now. But 20 tabs, man, that's and I'm sure they're all 
you know, intertwined and have macros enabled and all that good stuff. And it's probably a nightmare to troubleshoot if anything ever goes wrong, but wow. So, so you live in Vegas, right? Vegas, baby. Vegas party animal. Are you a party? Would you consider yourself a party animal? The biggest, the biggest. <laughs> That's why I moved here. Okay. Well, I know at one point in time, you uh, like a couple of weeks ago, so we met on social media, right? And, and, um, we were going back and forth. And, and one of the things you asked me, I think it was in a, uh, ask me anything I was doing on the Facebook group was come out to uh, Vegas and party. And I'm like, dude, I have two kids. I got a third one on the way. There's no way I'm leaving. You know, I think it's around Christmas time too. But anyway, I am not the party out. I just told you I that. Don't, yeah, I don't have kids, uh, so I can come to Vegas and party. There you go. There you go. So before we go into your investing experience, there's a couple of things I want to understand better. Um, there is, uh, you are the guy behind uh, brokeisachoice.com, right? So Correct. tell us a little bit about that real quick. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I was learning this real estate stuff. I was getting not fantastic at it, but I had three or four properties, and I was like, man, I like t- teaching the next guy I've been fortunate enough. The internet's given me a lot of information for free. And I said, it's kind of my responsibility to go off and, and teach that in a way, uh, in my way to teach the next guy. And so I, and I wanted some online presence. So it was basically, it's kind of a personal blog where I describe my, I'm a really transparent guy. So it's not like a personal day-to-day journal. It's about my real estate endeavors, but it is, it kind of just grew from me practicing writing, telling my story. I put my deals on there really transparently and I tell the story about how they, how the transaction went through yep. and it, it grew f- fairly significantly. I don't do I'm not a marketing guy. I, to my own detriment, I'm terrible at it. Um, so it's not like I'm out there trying to sell anything. I'm just telling my story and, and it's been a really good, how do I say, uh, how to explain it? Like a, an online resume. It's just yeah. me. Yeah. It's really arrogant too. It's just my face on there. I mean, it's not, um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, you got the hair, right? Which is what you're most known for. People need to see this hair. I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I started the same way. I started Helms REI as a, uh, as a blog for hopefully for one day when my kids, you know, get old enough to understand it and appreciate it, they can go back and say, Hey, here's what, here's what mom and dad were doing. But now it's kind of morphed into this. Hey, can we get this whole, I don't, well, you just said you just put some, some new ones up. I don't know. Nobody saw that. Nobody's. <laughs> that's fine. All right. So, other than being a photographer, which all that, uh, all those portraits in the background are yours, right? Especially the one that just fell. <laughs> hey, it happens, man. It's fine. Okay. Um, you also are known for what's on your T-shirt, and I, I got to get to the bottom of the story. I've heard it. I've seen you know some posts online about it. So, tell me about the suck it up buttercup. Yeah. So, um, I am known to be. I only know one way to love people: tough love. There's no, I don't really know any other way to talk to people other than, you know, quit your fussing. Right. And, um, so I was on another podcast, famous one, and they said something to me about, well, you know, people have this problem and they're scared to do this and that, da, 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 whatever the case. What do you say to that? And I said, suck it up, buttercup. I don't have time. I can't (laughs) fix your self-esteem problem. That's not my, that's not my bit. I'm going to teach you how to do this real estate stuff and I'm going to try to motivate people, but I do it my way, which is suck it up. Yeah. And, uh, and I was in the army too. Like there's not, they don't handle that much excuses. In fact, one of their things like, uh, the old joke is take a knee, drink water, no matter what the problem is. Oh, you lost a leg, take a knee, drink some water. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I, I was not known for this, but I said this on this, on that podcast and people really ran with it. So they yeah. tell me all the time now, if I say anything, well, I'm like, I don't like this. They're like, suck it up. 
And yeah. so it's kind of good because it's, <laughs> it's caught, it's, it's, it catches me now making yeah. sure I take, I take my own advice, but it also has empowered me when people complain now, I'm like, Oh, now you're thrown in my face. Now I'm really going to give it back to you. So, um, <laughs> what podcast was it? Bigger pockets. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah. I mean, I love bigger pockets. I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at, uh, in my real estate investing career if it wasn't for those guys. Uh, same. Yeah. I owe them guys. They're, they're fantastic. Um, and, uh, so it kind of blew into this thing where I don't, I'm not known for that phrase. I was not known for that phrase, but it certainly ties into my attitude, uh, <laughs> perfectly. And so I got this shirt made just when I'm doing these shows, like, you know, suck it up. I don't, suck it up. I don't care what, you, what you're, <laughs> people, everybody has, um, limitations. Yeah. Everybody has obstacles, hurdles. Like yeah. I get it. It's your job to overcome them. And sometimes they're hard, but complaining about it. I ain't putting up with it. And don't be a little bitch is already taken, right? Grant Cardone's already got that one. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> I, uh, like I said, it's not something I said to be famous. People, people like that kind of behavior more than yeah. I, um, can you portray it maybe? Well, I don't care. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm, I, as far as I, I'm concerned, I'm right. Right. Yeah. There is yeah. no, there is no room for excuses, but in life it's hard to go through life that way. Cause people, uh, have their dainty, delicate little feelings. Right. And, um, but on the internet, you get a, you can cast a wider net of people. And so the people who, you know, that I'm speaking to the ones that need tough love or at least respect tough love, they've reached out to me and, um, yeah, you know, I'm not going to make, I'm I'm okay with not, not everybody's going to love me. Yeah. I'm the same way. You know, you talk about getting on the internet and reaching out from a, I'm going to go into a sales pitch here. So reaching out with a bigger net, you know, a lot of times we talk about, uh, in our, in, certain circles and you know, in my Facebook group, we talk, I talk about a press, the issue of get around people who are excited about real estate and excited about this. And if you don't have that local presence, there is an online presence somewhere that you can get involved in and you can get people. I mean, if you want to talk about hair or, or buttercups or whatever, there is an online presence, especially in the real estate world. You just got to be careful about who you take your advice from and where you go from. So uh, guys like Alex who are willing to offer it for free and we're, you know, like me, I'm not doing a whole lot. I mean, it's not costing you a whole lot to be part of a mastermind group. The stuff you get out of it, I think it's going to be great. It's going to pay huge dividends for you. So, um, so you're living in Vegas, you're partying in Vegas, your investment properties are in, are not in Vegas. Where are they at? And why did you choose to, to go that route? Yeah, this one's a little complicated. Uh, they're in North Carolina. I own, I'm about to close on number eight. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I bought the first rental in 2016. So it's been not fast, but that's okay. It's been, um, it keeps me busy and I know it's going to work. I don't have, to, I'm, I have very low risk and low, very, or I shouldn't say low risk. I have very low stress. They run like clockwork. Um, I didn't pick to learn. I, I didn't pick to buy them long distance in North Carolina. I was living in North Carolina and I bought one and then I moved and I knew I didn't need to be there. I, from the very start, I was like, look, if you have to run it, it's not a business. It's a, I didn't want to be a landlord. It has to be able to run without you. Otherwise. 
Hey everybody, I want to take a break from the action real quick and point you over to Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. It's one of our affiliate sponsors for the show. Um, Annie Dickerson, who leads up the academy there, I've met her, I met her at a conference last year. I wanted to meet her because she is actually on uh, one of our posts, uh, 12 sites every financial freedom seeker should know about. Uh, The things that they're doing at Good Ag Investments, uh, I'm just amazed by. Uh, She had a very successful W-2 career, but also uh, I think it was last year, uh, 2018, she was able to pull her parachute cord and become a corporate dropout and focus on real estate investing full time. So, and by that, I mean her and her partner are now syndicating deals through their uh, corporation, Good Egg, Good Egg Investments. And what I'm most impressed by these these ladies, what they're doing is they closed, I think it was around 3,500 doors last year. Um, and now they're teaching, they've launched this course, Passive Real Estate Investor Academy, uh, to teach people what it really means to become a passive real estate investor and working with syndicators, whether you work with them or not, helps you understand what a passive real estate investor is all about. So check them out. We have a specific link for you. You can find it at helmsrei.com slash P-R-E-I-A. All right, let's get back to it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is going good. No my set phone apart. <laughs> Okay, it's fine. Um, man. It's, re- it's it's more authentic, you know. So it's fine. I am authentic. <clears throat> I'm the real deal. Better or for worse. Um, so I, I knew from the very start the system has to run without me. Otherwise, it's not freedom. Right. It's. I mean, you should take responsibility, but it's much better to manage. I knew from the start I got to go find a good property manager, a good contractor, a good realtor, a good insurance uh, agent, and a good lender. Find these five people, whatever it was, five people, and then go anywhere you want, six people, whatever it is. You can go wherever you want. Yeah. Like, so I moved away, and then I haven't seen half those houses, and I uh, never intend to. Yeah. Um, I actually have a little bit, I, I tell my property manager, I'm like, I want to make sure I don't see one of those houses when I come back, just to be able to tell people I've yeah. never seen that house. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I agree with you. As long as the numbers work, you know, there's something about me when I go and look at a property, then I start getting emotionally tied to it. And then, you know, it's all of, okay, what's not necessarily what's, what works on paper, which is what I analyze my property to. It's what I think in my heart should be what we do. So we have our best cash flowing property is about five miles from here. We've never been in it, not even through buying it. And we bought it. Um, I mean, we had our, Inspector go in and do the inspection, send us the report. Everything looks good. The numbers on paper were phenomenal. And um, we closed on it almost two and a half years ago, three years ago now. Never been in it. So hopefully I want to sell it without ever being in it to to follow your lead. But you're right. It doesn't really matter. You've got to have that support team. And, and, you know, I think, um, and if if anybody watching this or thinking, man, I'm going to make the wrong uh, selection on the support team, that's okay. Everybody goes through that. You've got to find those partners that have your best interest at heart that you work well with, right? Yeah, you can fire somebody. Get somebody yeah. else. Yeah, no hard feelings. Fire people all the time. Business. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> uh, so a, a slow to hire, quick to fire. You ever heard that? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, so look, uh, the one problem that people make when they, especially with their first one or two, they get really nervous, especially with rentals. They get really nervous that it won't rent and then they go get somebody to go get the work done because they need yeah. it done. And that, that can be worse because especially when you're new and you buy that house and it sits for a week, that's the longest week you've ever gone through. Cause you never week. know when that's going to end, right? You're right. You're, and you're worried. And so, um, you go and get a tenant, 
because you need to fill the room. And it's like, oh, yeah. you done messed up, son. Or you go yeah. get a contractor and, you know, I get, I, I, you don't have enough time for me to tell you terrible contractor stories. <laughs> um, but find one that if you want to buy a house in the next 12 months, you need to start talking to contractors now so you can yeah. make friends with them. So you know that you, they, they've at least been doing this for a year. I had a contractor that bailed the state halfway through a job. Wow. He's like, ah, it's just not working out. I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> he went to Texas. Wow. Like if I had known that guy for a year, say, yeah. right. I gave this advice uh, somewhere else and they didn't like it. They're like, well, you, what, what if contractors don't have time for you? I'm like, dude, you got to find a way to build some kind of relationship. So you can at least, you got to get on a first name basis with somebody before you hire them. You should yeah. do, if you can't do two or three interviews with somebody that you're going to give 20 grand to, dude. Yeah. Um, if they and, don't have time for you, how are they going to have time for your project? Correct. So, correct. And the other thing is, uh, you know, when I started, it was like I knew I wasn't going to buy one. I knew I was going to buy a bunch. Yeah. So if I'm getting somebody that's just doing this transactionally, is he going to be around for the next ten? No. Well, then don't hire him for one. Like, right. find your right guy. And then when the, you find out that they're the wrong guy, this is the part that people have really hard time with in all of life. They get a bad any relationship. Yeah. And it's like, oh, dude, cut that cut anchor. It. Drop that anchor. Don't let it go on so long to where you're just like, I'm stuck with this person. No, you're not. You got to learn how to fire people so fast. Yeah. And that goes, <laughs> and that goes with personal relationships too, right? So um, we're talking about this year, we're talking a lot about mindset and having the right mindset. And if, if people who are in your core five are not supporting what you do, um, it's time to let them go or at least Eat it, pal. further out that circle, you know, and put them on a different ring. Don't spend as much time with them. But so on the, uh, you, you bought in North Carolina. Um, is it okay to tell the city? Fayetteville, North Carolina, outside of Fort Bragg. Okay. So you're in Fayetteville. Um, you didn't mean to buy it or you didn't, is that, I don't know that I understood fully there. Can you go over that one more time? So when I, well, when I was 27, I bought a condo because I knew, <laughs> I knew the rule quote buying yeah. is better than renting. Okay. Right. Which is a terrible rule. Yeah. And it's only true sometimes and it's way more complicated and I didn't know any better. So I bought that house with no, no money down. I used a VA loan and moved in and I thought to myself, well, I can rent, I can turn it into a rental later because, um, because rent minus PITI left me with 150 bucks. So I yeah. knew it made money. <laughs> <laughs> I was 20, I was 20 yeah. something, 20 year olds are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We were just having a, co- I was just having a conversation with somebody about that. Uh, a group of folks actually, uh, mostly military. And I didn't know you were a military. I would invited yeah. you to that one. So, um, but yeah, mostly, mostly eight, 17 to 18 year old kids are, are idiots. idiots. Yeah. They're idiots. Yeah. Sorry. They're idiots. Yeah. <laughs> they'll All learn. Right. We learned, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll learn, but it's going to take the them most 12, part. 12 years when they hit 30. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, so I bought that house and then, so uh, that was 2011. Okay. And then 2014, I found out that I, which is why you started this blog. I found out I hated my job and I had to get out of it immediately, but I was broke and in debt and it had no, uh, no real talents in life. <laughs> and so around then I started getting a little, uh, getting a little better. And around 2014, I found, um, the BP p- podcast and I bought a, and I said, Ooh, I can do this. I can do this. I like eight months of listening to that thing. I was like, boom, I got it. And so it's 2014. So foreclosures were in abundance. And so we found a little foreclosed, uh, distressed house that was in pretty good shape. So the check this out. This, this you can't do this no more. 
So yeah. it was a house I could move in with FHA. It was move in ready, but the wow. price was massively, it was foreclosed. Okay. So it was massively reduced. $54,000 I paid for this house, nice. right? With a, with the FHA loan, I put like, what's that? Like 2,600 bucks, Maybe. which was yeah. still a lot for me. I was poor. Like I, that was a lot. Yeah. Right. And then, so they gave me a loan. I couldn't believe it. Idiots. And, uh, <laughs> and you needed six months of reserves, which the house, $54,000, I needed like not, not that much. And I, and then you can use your 401k as reserves. Jesus, this country, it's too easy to make money. <laughs> and so, um, so I had two houses. I bought this house, $54,000 and I moved in it and the other house rented, but it was barely breaking even. I know I'm, I'm trying to make this quick. Sure. And so a year later I re I had this house 18 months later, I had this house appraised and I put a fence in it and I, we, we put hard, we put laminate floors in ourselves. So I had less than five grand in this house. It appraised for 115. Nice. And I was like, Oh, this, <laughs> that's why I, my website's name is brokers of choice. Like this yeah. is easy. You just got to yeah. be paying attention a little bit. It's not that hard. And so once that was done, uh, we saved a little bit longer and I was, I, I spent, I saved for five years and I bought the, the first rental house cash. Plus I did the refi. I cashed out refi about 20 grand in that house. So we bought right. a rental and cash and I think we were all in it for 60 and a bunch okay. and it appraised at one Oh five and yeah. rents for nine fifty. I was like, Oh my God, this is easy. This is yeah. so easy. And so, uh, that, then I moved and I bought five of them, five more cents. Nice. So think about that first deal, you know, before you realized how easy it was, what were some of the things that were going through your mind and saying, you know, you, you don't seem to be, most of the people that I've interviewed so far don't seem to be, okay, make up their mind. And this is, this is the direction they're going. No, no holes bar, you know, no going back. You seem like to be one of those guys, but was there anything your mindset related, or I, I could be misreading you altogether, anything mindset related that you had to overcome to actually pull that trigger on that first one? Yeah. I mean, I seem fearless. I know, but, um, I'll tell you, that is a, that is a bit of a quality I have that is certainly a benefit to me. I'm decisive. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you going through this, um, let me think. In 2011, I had that one house. In 2014, I was getting ready to buy the next one. But I remember thinking distinctly, real estate was plan B. Real estate, it was backup. Okay. It was like, I went to college. I was like, no, I'm going to go work in banking and I'm going to be, and I'm going to, I'm going to save money and I'm going to invest in the stock market. I'm going to invest in my 401k and I'm going to live light and real estate will be in a little bit additional income. Yeah. It wasn't until I started doing two or three and I was like, oh, there's real money in this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to get out of this job thing. This, I got to fix this problem fast. Yeah. There's so much potential here. So my mindset has been re seems reinforced now because, well, because I'm just right so much. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, well, it was like, I'm trying to say it, it's okay to be insecure about your decisions or thinking it might not work out or, or it's okay to understand it's okay to know the risks. Like I don't, I probably act like I don't, like I don't see any of the risk maybe, or that I'm yeah. overconfident, but really I, un, it's because I understand them so well that I, I can manage them. So one of my sayings as an underwriter, which an underwriter, what, they, what we do is assign and assess risk. Right. And so what I tell people about risk all the time is never fear it. It's a measurement. You should always manage risk. Never fear it. It's just a matter of variance. So if you, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, variance. So if you're worried about what, the deal might do in the future. You just need to go further educate yourself. Go yeah, get more. You don't know enough, right? You don't. Yeah, you, you're. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of the unknown? That's what real fear is all based in the unknown. That's the fud factor, right? What is that? Fear. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yes, yeah. Uh, and so, if you're afraid 
of risk. Literally, I look at it, I'm like, you're afraid of what? You're afraid of economic variance. That is not something to be emotionally afraid of. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's, so, yeah, it does. And it, it kind of ties into something I've been thinking a lot about. You know, we're, we're at a point, and I don't want to turn this into a political conversation, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of furlough going on right now, which is affecting not only the people who work those jobs, but also people who provide housing for HUD. And, and you know, I think there's may not get a paycheck. You know, I may, if I had HUD housing, I may not get rent next month. You know, so it, it, it amazes me how much people live paycheck to paycheck, you know, and how much they not only live paycheck to paycheck, but how much they see it's more riskier to invest in real estate or have a secondary flow of income than it is to just keep doing what they've been taught to do their entire life. And I'm like, no, the real risk is for you to have only one stream of, yeah, have one stream of income and you're, you're thinking, so I don't know. There's a whole, there's a whole thing I've been thinking about how to, to do and address, but anyway. Yeah. Well, people, well, look, people don't know any better. And so they, so for them, real estate is all unknown. Yeah. And so the variance seems really high because they don't know nothing about it. And so they say, yeah. Oh, it's so risky. It's like, what does that mean? Risky. What yeah. does that mean? What you're doing is risky by, like you said, having a single point of failure. Yeah. And um, you know, I, again, you said it best risk is just basically they're not educated enough. Right. And they've got to be open to understanding and not think that somebody's going to sell them something, a bag of goods, which is why like your, your site is completely free, right? Broke is a choice. I, um, yeah, Mark, I have a, I have an innate ability to spot a con from a mile away. You can't, I'm a human bullshit detector and I'm good <laughs> yeah. and I'm real good. I'll tell you. And so it irks me. I was in car sales for a long time. I worked on a lot of charlatans. And I don't like them. So for me, it's kind of like, I just don't want to get lumped into any of that behavior. So I don't have anything against selling um, information. I haven't done it yet because I haven't found a way to do it my particular way. Anyway. Um, but you, you do have to worry about that. There's a lot of people out there that will separate your money from you yeah. so fast. And take your time and learn a lot. The problem is what people do is they, they, they want to do real estate and say, listen to some podcasts and that's fine. But it takes a lot. And these mastermind groups that you're talking about, these are good to get around people that really know, but you got to be careful who you're learning from for certain, right? If you want to, yeah. I'll teach you everything I know, but go find somebody else that's smarter than me to corroborate my story. Yeah, don't, believe, don't believe in people. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> don't believe, don't in, believe an individual, in people. Right? That's a terrible, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Say, say, say no. So that's why I, what I love about mastermind groups. And I, you know, I'm, uh, we just started up W2 Capitalist in November of last year and we just had our 22nd member sign up today. Um, it, you know, so what I love about this concept and I was really just introduced to it last year was I don't have to rely on just one person or one coach to tell me, Hey, this is the best idea. You have a group of individuals that are coming together and saying, you know, and, and sometimes there's arguments that go on between they're arguing over you, right. On who's giving you the best advice. And ultimately it comes down to your decision on which direction you should take, but you do get the opinion of people who, you know, you know, you get to know in our, in our group, especially you get to know the other individual, you get to know their experience. You get to know that when they say something, it's not because, Hey, I think this is going to happen because I've called people out in our Facebook, in our, um, real estate investing for the W2 Facebook group, they'll respond to somebody's question and say, well, I think this is what's going to happen. I'm like, what do you think? Or do you know? And if you think, 
keep your opinion to yourself. We're looking for, you know, experience here. And, you know, a lot of people. The internet's like, bad about this because yeah. it allows everybody to give their two second opinion. And yeah. uh, humans have a terrible, uh, we have a built in error in our head where if we read it, it feels more important than if somebody tells us. Well, and what, what I love about the group is, or doing that is you're, you're looking at, you know, most of the time when people post questions, they're looking for a specific answer they've already heard. They just want to hear it again and again to, to get the confidence that they're, you know, that's, that's the right direction for them. But I'm sorry. Sometimes the right answer is not the one you want to hear. And I don't oh. want somebody in the group who thinks <laughs> this is what's going to happen should be telling you this is what's going to happen when they have no experience. You know, it's like, uh, um, who do, you know, um, if you want relationship advice, don't go get it from somebody who's been divorced three times. You know, sure, they can tell you what not to do, but go to somebody who's been, you know, if your goal is to be married for the, to the same woman for, for your entire life, go to somebody who's been married for 40, 50 years, ask them how they did it. You know, anyway, grab information from the people who have the most experience in what you want to do. Same reason I don't get financial advice from somebody who's been bankrupt a couple of times. You know, I, don't do that. That's yeah, that's not good. They can tell me what all they did wrong and why, but I'm not looking to find out what they did wrong. I want to look, set my sights on the guys who did it right and follow what they're doing. Right. Yeah. I will say, um, to, to add to your point, like go get the information and then vet the people who gave it to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, so you don't have to be, you don't have to be, uh, brilliant to do real estate. You can learn from other yeah. idiots. That's for, for sure. But don't learn from other idiots. <laughs> you can learn from other idiots. Sorry. I, yeah. Like, no, I, yeah, <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, well, you're learning from me. I'm an idiot and I figured this stuff out. So, um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. It's just my nature. I call people idiots all the time. No, it's, it's um, fine. uh, but yeah, just, it's important to bet people like get the information. Yeah. Like you said, then double, triple, quadruple check it. Yeah. And trust but really verify, know. right? Yeah. Trust, but verify. So I always say this, I say, Oh, you should trust everybody. You should just never put yourself in a position to have to. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, we've been talking a lot lately is getting past that first deal, right. And getting that, because once you get that first deal under your wheelhouse, I mean, things just start spinning and clicking and you're like, okay, now I've got, I'm addicted. You know, you have some success, you, you know what you're going to do next. What is some advice? What's your best advice for that person who's just sitting on the sidelines waiting to jump in, but they can't quite put their feet in the water yet? What's the best advice you can get them to, to get past that first deal? Yeah. Um, well, look, everybody goes through this, right? Nobody has unlimited resources. So everybody's sitting on the sidelines sometimes. Yeah. But what, what well, they're not alone, this? right? What's that? They're not, they are, excuse me. They are not alone. They're not, you know, I'm sitting on the sidelines right now. I'm in between yeah. deals. It's like, what do you yeah, want to tell you? I mean, yeah. Even if I had unlimited capital, the deals are scarce right now, especially in my town. And people are new investors are driving the prices up. Really great. Greater fruit, yeah. greater fruit theory. It's called. And so that's okay. Like being what you do with that time matters though. And so what people do is they say, well, I don't have the money to buy. So I'm just sitting on the sidelines. That's a mistake. Are you, how are you trying to uh, sharpen your ax in the, in the, if a deal comes across your desk tomorrow and you had the money, could you pull the trigger? Can you execute on it? Yeah. Probably not. You probably, if you're indecisive, then you can work on that. Uh, if you're, what's, what is the shortage or what is the, 
how do I try to better assess what it is that's slowing you down? Is it a, a lack of deals? It, Cause that's not going to get better. You might need to go find some, find a new market or find a different type of deal yeah. or find a different approach. Or is it money? Because you can always work on getting money. Or finding deals may also mean you just got to be more patient, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the, yes, there are, there is times you're going to have to sit on the sidelines. I mean, deals don't just show up. Even if you had the money, like deals aren't going to show up just because you're, you're ready. Other people are fighting for them and they're, like I said, scarce and whatnot. But I'll tell you, people don't spend enough time really preparing. So yeah. are you networking and are you educating every single day, no matter what? You got to do this yeah. every day a little bit to get better. And so when the deal comes along, you're, you got a network of people that you, that you can run it by, prepare, make a quick decision, and um, line up funding if you need, and close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so daily things that I do, uh, I'm sure you're the same way. I, I read uh, at least 30 minutes a day or I listen to audiobook. Um, I'm active in Bigger Pockets Forum at least 30 minutes a week. Uh, and I'm having conversations daily with people on the phone or through text about something real estate involved. Right. So it's more or less. And also there's the mastermind group um, where I spend about an hour and a half each week with those guys just bouncing ideas off. And so um, what else do you do to keep your, keep your act sharp? Anything else you want to add to that list? Reading is a good one. I'm a reading uh, monster. I cleaned off 50 and a little bit plus books last year. Um, No self-help books, Jay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which was a discussion that we got into uh, a while back. <laughs> no self-help books. Um, uh, I read a lot. I uh, fitness. I'm a gym rat. There's a picture of me over here deadlifting 450 pounds a couple nice. weeks ago. Uh, gym rat. Uh, I do my photography. Uh, but to stay sharp on real estate, look, uh, I, I do a lot of bigger pockets. I'm a moderator on their forum. Okay. Um, I'm always writing on my blog. That's a really good outlet. If you, If you're... Like I said, if you're on the sidelines and you're trying to find time or find ways to invest in your business, you should be have a website. Yeah. I mean, Just adding content, right? Adding content. Yeah. And it helps you flesh out your, um, it helps you think more deeply about your ideas as well. So it's it really, really yeah. beneficial. So I write a lot. Um, I do spend time on bigger pockets. 100% of my real life friends are from real estate. Nice. So I have no friends, what I call friends by proximity. Like I met you because what? You go to the same gym or the same school or the same job as me? Uh-uh. We're not friends by proximity. We're friends on, for one very specific purpose. It's either I'm helping you learn or you're helping me learn. Yeah. No other, there's nothing else. You're more or less acquaintance, acquaintances, right? Yeah. And I'm not, fun to be, yeah, I'm not fun to be acquaintances with. I'm too severe. I got no patience for people. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but if we have a common interest, I'm, I, you know, I help people. I love talking real estate. So like... um my phone all day is texting people that are into real estate yeah. or personal finance or business or some kind of other business. Sorry, I had a massive call coming on. I, I tried to hit the mute button. So, um, so down to two questions. We're running up on time. I want to make sure we get both of these answered. Uh, so the main important question we're here to understand, we'll do, we'll do a second. First off, let, let us know more about how to connect with you. Uh, broke is a choice. What What's the better, uh, best way to get in touch with you? I hate to say it, but Facebook. Okay. Yeah. I hate to say it because I need to switch to Twitter. I've been trying to switch to Twitter. Um, but, you know, you see my Facebook. I like to rant about all sorts yeah. of wild stuff, whatever <laughs> whatever I feel like. And I, yeah. uh, but uh, that is the best way. So uh, if you want to reach out to me, Facebook, if you just want to, you know, 
follow my stuff or, or chat. If you go to my website, this is, you're not going to be happy about this. If you go to my website on the very bottom, there's a link. You can set up a Skype chat with me at your convenience. I do it for free. Nice. Um, Why I'm not a mastermind. What's that? Why wouldn't I be happy about it? Well, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I know you, I know you do mastermind groups, um, which I, which it, this is not that anyways, it's not a, it's no, it's no, not, no. Yeah. I, I, hey, look, it, you know, I think the mastermind is great. I think having coaching and mentoring is great. What I have a problem with is when people, um, stick to just one and say, this is the, this is the best avenue it's going to take me to get to real estate investing. Like today I got a text from, uh, one, one of the girls in our mastermind group says, Hey, I was just at a, uh, multi-vesting meetup today. This is a, in, um, New York. And she goes, I ran into another member. And so we got that physically meet and chat. So I love that they're doing all this stuff and then they come back and, you know, let us learn from their experiences. So no, I mean, I definitely recommend, uh, um, yeah, you can, you can Skype me and we can chat, but I just mean, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a coach. That's not my personality. I got I'm like, you know, I'll tell you when you're, how you're screwing yeah. up, you well, know? You and, are a coach, and, and I'm, I'm good at motivating coach people for hire, right? What's that? You're a coach, but you're not a coach for hire and you're not going to yeah. pull any punches. You're just going to you, look. Yeah. Suck it up, if right? you want to talk to me every week, cause you need motivation. I'm not the guy like yeah, get you. on this train and keep <laughs> it moving or, uh, or don't, but I'm moving yeah. forward and I'm happy to take you along, but I can't, I'm not a babysitter. Yeah. It's just no, not my, and I, and, and so that's my gripe with coaches is I know some of them <clears> turn into that. I don't like that. Uh, that's why I do like the mastermind one is a lot better because you know, it's hard, five people, a bunch of, especially successful real estate investors, you're going to have a lot of egos and that's going to create a competitive environment, which is good. Yeah. What I, what I don't want is therapy session, but if you want to yeah. call, if you want to call me and talk real estate or, or, or get some motivation, Skype me, it's free. Happy to talk to you. I'm very friendly. I'm just, you know, I'm just harsh. <laughs> you're just, you're just cut to the tra- chase friendly, right? Yeah. Cut to the chase. So, all right. So the question that I've been wanting to ask this entire time is why is, and, and the point of the series is, is why is being a financial analysis or a bank underwriter, right? We talked about the difference between your job and, and kind of what you do and how those overlap just a little bit, but why is being a financial analyst and a bank underwriter the best job for a real estate investor? Well, <laughs> it really is the best. I gotta say, first <laughs> I work nine to five. Yeah. So I got good banker hours. Um, a lot of holidays I, off, right? Yeah. All major holidays off. Look, I get to, I get the dream job. Every business that comes in there, small business, I get to look at their financials. It's like the ultimate uncovering of all the BS that people tell you about how good their business is running. It's like, uh, uh-uh. no, I know exactly how it's running. I know you're making 12% net. And I, I, you know, so I get to really, if you do any, uh, lending, if you do any lending in real estate, which a lot of people are going to do, people have this, they don't really know what the bank's thinking and how they approach a deal. And I do. I know exactly what a bank's going to look at when they look at your balance sheet and they look at what you're trying to accomplish. I know how to pitch to a bank. And so if you don't have any business to do with banks, then being a bank underwriter is not the best job for your real estate investment. <laughs> but odds are you're going to need a loan here sometime soon. Yeah. You, should, you should want a loan. Uh, it's a really yeah. good way to, um, to, to utilize other people's money. Uh, and and I- so be, being able to, to go there and know what the bank is going to think and look at your deal and not just, um, for real estate, but I get to do it for, for businesses as well. Franchises and all sorts of stuff, grocery stores. Um, some of the weird stuff on the strip, like some of the, uh, unique businesses, like helicopter tour businesses and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I get to see a wide variety of this stuff and it really helps me understand how to use debt, maximize, uh, maximize my debt strategy for my business. Yeah. And you'll, and I love what you said there too, is that when you go to get a loan, 
uh, for your next property, if you had to get a loan for your next property, you have a lot of practice. Uh, I'm sure you hear pitches and you know exactly what people are looking for um, when you go in to ask for that, right? And so if you ever get denied for a loan, it's not because you don't know what's going on, right? That's 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 a, a huge favor, uh, a huge um, secret weapon in your corner when it comes to real estate investing. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And so like, I'll go do underwriting for this loan. I got to do a refi, a cash out refi in this real estate property that I bought. We can start, they should move in on the first and then we'll get an appraisal over there. And so my underwriting for my loan is like blisteringly fast because I know what the processors are going to need. I know what yeah. steps she's going to need to submit and I'm going to have them all ready before she even emails me. And yeah. so as soon as she emails me, she's like, here's what I need. W2s, tax returns. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I got them in a file on the cloud drive and Google drive. Yep. And as soon as she sends me, I send her the link. So in five minutes, my underwriting is done. And then I lean on them and say, why is my loan not closed? Yeah. <laughs> it puts all the leverage in my favor because I know exactly what they want, how yep. they want to look. I know how to package it right. I give it to them. And let me tell you something else. And this is just good advice for any, anybody. Um, processors have a whole bunch of loans to, to go through when you submit it. Yeah. And so what, what we see, what I see. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean when I submit my, my loan application, I'm not the only one that they're working on? Correct. You are not the only what? one. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> and so, but you'd be surprised how many people will submit half-assed uh, packets. Yeah. And then when the processor says, we need this other thing, and then you take your time to get it, two, three days to get this document or whatever, you fall to the end of the pa- The processor reads your response as how much you care. Yeah. And so when you take two or three days to, to turn in W-2s, when, you, when she gets the two, W-2s, now she's going to take two or three days, right, to get to it because somebody else gave her their stuff faster. So what I'll tell you is when you go to underwrite, when you go to process your loan, you need to be on it, on it like a maniac. And so that when, so they know you take it seriously. So my loans, you know, my 30 day loans that close, they close in like, mine close in like 12 days. Nice. Because I've never had that happen. So maybe I need to review my checklist. <laughs> well, it's funny. Like once you know, once I know how the process, when it's a benefit from working there, once I know how the process works, I know how I can lean on them. Yeah. And I'm a guy, I lean on everybody. So, <laughs> but it's another one. If you want to ever talk about, um, if you ever want this, uh, maybe I'll come into one of your groups and do a thing for underwriting. If you ever want like how to make it, great. how to make yeah. it fast, I can help like show you exactly what steps you're going to need, how the, how they're going to look at the loan. Um, how, uh, you should know the five C's of, of credit, uh, character, credit, capacity, capital, and, and collateral. And so like, this is the stuff that the bank's going to look at immediately and how you can package a loan to, um, to make both underwriting and approvals easy. Yeah. Uh, I may take you up on that for sure. Uh, cause I know I'm going to learn a lot from that too. I thought you were about to go with the five C's for diamonds, but is it four C's or five? What is it? Five C's for diamonds? Yeah. Carrot. Oh, uh, carrot cut clarity. There yeah, you I don't know. I, I bought my wife that a while don't back. <laughs> I bought my wife a fake one. Don't tell her. Oh, I'll, I'll edit that out. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just well, Alex, this has been fun, man. So uh, I'll put some links. Uh, I'll put put this on YouTube and I'll put some links in there for uh, for people to link up to you. Uh, Brokeisachoice.com. He's the guy. Alex is the guy behind Brokeisachoice.com. You can also interact with him on Facebook, Alexander Felice, right? Yes. Alexander it. Felice. So, um, man, I appreciate this. Uh, also, you know, every time I get a chance to uh, any serviceman or woman, Thank you for your service. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I did not know that, that about you. If, if so, I would have linked you in with our military group that I just did the same interview on. So um, next time, next time. So 
that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. Look forward to linking up with y'all in, in our Facebook group, Real Estate Investing for the W-2 Employee. All right, let's get to work. Thank you.